Hello, welcome to another edition of Clutching at Crumbs. I'm Kevin Boris. Thank you for joining me. Um, today, I've been joined by Danny Valentine and the Meditations, and from that band, Danny Valentine and Dan Hydes. Everyone's called Dan except for me. I'm kind of being left out. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me, first of all. Thanks, man. Good to see you. And to you too. Danny V and I have known each other for, what, 16 years, isn't it now? Blimey, I sound ageist a bit. Yeah, um, so I knew Danny from his, when he's in a band called 50 Views many years ago. Um, so what I'm doing with these podcasts is that bands, of course, you can't play at the moment, can't do any gigs, can't really rehearse. Um, and it's a frustrating time for creative people. So what I thought I'd do was interview one band a week, talk about where you've come from, where you're going, play some songs, look forward to the future and just try and uplift ourselves a bit from this rather bizarre time that we're currently living in. Anyway, so before we go any further and do any chat, Danny, you're going to play us a song to start off with. What is this song, sir? So this is, uh, this track's called Killing Floor. This was, um, this was our first single and it's off our first album, which is called The Lion, The Fish and The Bear. And um, yeah, maybe Kevin, if you want to sing along and add your well, thing to this it'd be thanks very much i will do i'll give it a go come on then okay, so this is danny right. valentine and meditations with killing floor here we go
marvellous. Danny Valentine and the Meditations featuring me occasionally uh, with Killing Floor from their first album. Um, so, Danny, thanks so much indeed for that. Dan, thank you for joining in. I don't know how much you can hear, listeners, but um, we are playing from, we're doing this through Zoom. So thank you to Zoom for letting us do this. Um, so what have you been up to? Because your second album, Darkest Days of the Empire, um, was one of the longest gestation periods of an album I can remember. It did take you some time to put that together for various reasons. But tell us about the process of that album and how you've gone on to the next album, which you're kind of working on now. Well, man, yeah. So I think only whales take longer to produce something uh, <laughs> than, than that record. That record took seven, seven years to finish and then two more years to kind of just get it out, basically. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it started, we, we started recording it in... Um, a studio in Oxfordshire with a guy called Ian Davenport, who um, I'd worked with on some other records um, with some other artists and um, really was like into what we were doing. So we, we hooked up some time and started making this thing. And um, I think it's just, uh, you know, uh, it, it was really exciting. You know, that, that place uh, was um, courtyards in uh, Oxfordshire where, um, you know, Radiohead made their first kind of forays into recording yeah. and Supergrass and, and all the old shoegaze bands, which like we're really into those kind of bands. Dan, Dan, you know, when Dan and I first started playing together, which was probably in 2000 or 2001, one of the things that kind of connected us was that sort of shoegaze Radiohead thing, as well as Isaac Hayes. Um, and we, so we, we spent two weeks doing it and then it just became like this massive vortex of um, like frustration. And, you know, it, it felt like probably the biggest hill in the world to try and climb. And, and I, I, from, for me, you know, I, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I hated doing it. It's just so, really so difficult, but I just couldn't give up. And I think, you know, Dan will probably tell you how he felt about it, but I'm, I'm you know, I think it was just frustration, really, that, you know, we, we created this thing that we were really, you know, proud of what we'd written together. Um, but it just it just wasn't coming out. And there was loads of life shit going on. Um, at the same time, people were having babies and getting married and like other, you know, stuff. Um, yeah, in the background. So life got just, in the way, man. That was the problem. Life, yeah, life got in the way. And, um, you know, it's just this thing. And I, I just felt like I just couldn't let go. I just had to do it. So I just every day just chipping away a little bit. And finally it got done. And then I sent it off to, um, to get mastered um, by a friend of mine, uh, a guy called Jude Rawlins, um, and uh, who was in it. I don't know if you remember a band called Angel Head. Yes. Yeah, Jude, Jude's wow. the kind of main dude from angel head and he's in subterraneans and he preceded me as um the, the guitar slinger for for lane lovich and and whatnot and unfortunately he had a life incident a, a big tragedy in his life so it took him a year to kind of master it and in the end he was like man i just can't do this so in the end we just pressed it up we got it done by someone else in like a day and just pressed it up and thought fuck it there it is get it out and it was done and it, it was, was the greatest it. feeling in the world as well yeah 
I mean, how did you feel like about a, it, Dan? Baby, a huge deformed baby, but didn't want to <laughs> massive, <come>. massive <laughs> sperm whale child. But it's quite. I, I just got. It's kind of like to me. It's. I don't know if you like script. It's kind of really. I know you call it. It's, it's called Darkest Days of the Empire. If you haven't got it already, but it is a very dark kind of. Not kind of gothic, but it's got some under undercurrent of bad feeling in it. I don't mean that in a bad way. On the record, it makes it a fantastic listen. But I think I described it as like having a, um, a maleficent force in it. I don't know whether you'd agree with that, but I, it just there's something about this record that's just got this kind of darkness to it, which knowing the story behind it and how long it took you to do it and all the stuff that went on, it's kind of there, isn't it? It's in the vinyl somewhere, that, that, that feeling has kind of yeah. been sort of captured in the vinyl. Well, there's a definite like claustrophobia um, to it. And, you mm. know, for, for me, you know, it's a, this bit, I don't know if you, um, there's this guy called Roland Bart, this French dude who wrote a lot about um, the, the, uh, the idea of being in love and what it meant. And this concept of releasing yourself from it and finding freedom and, uh, <coughs> you know, for me, the, the letting go of it became a freedom. So the whole right. like, nine-year nine thing was a prison. And, you know, the way that everything kind of intermeshes, you can, you can kind of feel it there. And, you know, a lot of what was recorded was improvised and it was very in the moment. And uh, that, 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 that's kind of constrained by the process of creating it. Um, so there is that there. And I think, you know, a lot of the things, when I sit back on it and I think about, you know, the, the words that we wrote, <laughs> yeah. those songs, the things that we were trying to say, you know, there is, there is something about that kind of fundamental um, struggle uh, that humankind has with itself that's in there. And it's almost as if that entire nine year imprisonment and release, you know, it, it's kind of allegorical in itself, uh, the, the, yeah. the human condition, you know, it's quite weighty. <laughs> It is, no, <laughs> it is for a pop record, which basically, I know everything's pop record, it's a pop record. It's got, it's got like the history of a sort of a really sort of um, classic novel, isn't it? It's the whole emotional turmoil you've gone through and the, the, I hate to wear the ro roller coaster, but that kind of emotional kind of you know, to and fro in and the, going, the highs of getting out and the lows of almost getting it out and the, and the personal issues everybody had. It's really difficult yeah. to have got through. It's the frustration, wasn't it, man? I'm trying to get it out, and then the, the relief when we finally did it. For me, it's kind of got both sides in it, that record. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have to say, you know, Dan, yeah. Dan was um, a constant source of inspiration to keep going throughout it. He never, like, lost his um, enthusiasm and optimism um, for pushing it through, no matter how many like versions of it I sent him and made him listen to it, he was always there to just kind of say, "Look, come on, come on, man, you can do this. You can get, you can do this. You can get us there." So um, I have to say thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Nice me. to say it publicly. I, I, I love the album. That's great. And I, I, do you remember I I bought it from you and you you gave it to me on Boxing Day 2018. Uh, after a football match, I actually wouldn't against Plymouth Argyle. You gave, you finally handed that record over to me. Um, now that was that was for somebody else, wasn't it? I, I bought two. I bought two copies of it. Remember? Yeah. I did. I gave right, it to yeah. my, my friend Mark Pittman in Gloucestershire, who absolutely loves that record, by the way. 
because I, I told him that I told him that he would you he, you were the kind of stuff he would like. Sent him one track because you very kindly sent me the audio files. He loved it, and it's he absolutely loves that record. So Mark Pittman would like to say thank you very much for for that record. So there you go. So you, you have fans. Which is the one track he likes, man? No, no, he liked it all. I can't remember which which his, what, what his favourite song was. I'll have to ask him next time. Um, so obviously, what the the obvious thing to do now would be for you guys to play a song off that album, but you're not going to because you don't do that kind of thing. You're going to play a new song for us. What oh, is this well. song? And then you can talk about the next album. So yeah, late nineties. What is this song, Dan? So um, this this song, the title of this song will change um, in time, but we call it Kingdom. Um, and uh, well, one of the things that, that we so we, we were joined in our he can't be with us tonight because um, he's not very well. Apparently there's some disease going around, but um, uh, we were joined in our band by a guy called Philip, um, uh, who we've rechristened Rotherfield Peppard, our bass player. We went to school together. It's like one of the people that I've known my entire life, practically like 30 years or something. And then, um, not that I'm 30 years old. No, no. <laughs> Obviously, I look 30 years old. Oh, yeah. You don't even look 30 then, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can stay. We, we like yep. that. Thank you. Um, uh, and Philip just gelled really, really well. And he's like a total dude and really lovely human being and, and very kind of, kind of laid back, but very musical as well. You know, he, he gave me my first guitar and taught me how to play guitar. So okay. it was really good having there. And we started to jam a lot. And then we, we, we would turn the jams into songs. And this is one of the first ones that came out of this process. So, um, you know, whereas before it had been a very kind of insular thing, like I would come up with something and then come into the rehearsal room with Dan and then we'd work on it and then yeah. it would come out and then, you know, there's this third person there and it just felt bigger. And because, you know, I think Dan, hopefully you feel like well connected with Philip, but, you know, it felt he's like a, family. He's, he's a brother. He's a brother and a awesome. sister. Also unfeasibly tall, isn't he? But let's, let's move away from that. Yeah, he is, he is six foot five. It's true. Um, so yeah, it's Kingdom, and uh, it's going to be on our new album, which hopefully we will record uh, when we can all sit in the same room together. Because that that live vibe is just, you know, it's just so energising. Um, but here we go. So I'm going to go. Go for it. Ah uh... 
Valentine and a meditation <coughs> in the background there with uh, a track from the new album Kingdom. Thank you very much indeed, Dan. So we haven't got that much time left because Zoom only allows you a certain amount of time for a certain amount of um, interviews um, per day and I've used it up. So let's talk briefly about this new album then. So what, what's it going to be called? How many tracks are on it? What's the theme? Is there a theme? And when's it going to come out? So uh, we were hoping to go to Fall Studios in Wales, which... Um, is where Napalm Death record, I've just recorded their new album. Ah. <laughs> it's not going to sound like Napalm Death. No, 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 presumably not, presumably not. Um, but yeah, we, we, it's a residential studio. We wanted to go into the countryside, lock the door, just record everything live in like three days. It's going to be, I, I've, we've written like maybe 14 or 15 tracks for it. Um, probably going to whittle that down to about eight songs for one piece of vinyl. Um, and it doesn't have a title yet. The themes in it are, um, it's very much, um, it's very different to Darkest Days. There, there's a lot more um, positivity, but, you know, still wrapped around that kind of um, core of darkness. There's a, a bit more dub coming into it. Philip's bass playing is very influential in that. Um, Dan's kind of evolved his drumming um, into a space which is um, 
you know, it's very, very kind of um, acute. It's acute is the only way. It's very sharp. Um, we're thinking about um, the textures. We may use um, a lot more kind of electronic sounds on it as well. So it's going to be an interesting um, experiment mm. again, though, with, you know, some, some tunes with hopefully melodies that people like and, um, you know, some good sounds and yeah, it, it, it ain't going to take seven years, man. No, let's hope not. But anyway, so we're looking forward to that. So, um, if people want to find out more about your band, how, give us the website address and people can find out more about your, what you're doing. Well, we've got www.dvatm.com and, you know, dannyvalentine.bandcamp.com. Um, probably the best ways to get us. We've got a live album up on Bandcamp. It's free to download. Um, and people can have a listen to uh, to us. I have had us on stage. Good live album. Enjoyed that. Right. Well, we're going to have to wrap things up then because Zoom is flashing at me, telling me that I'm going to finish in three minutes. We have we have longer three minutes. There's a bit of a lag to it. So um, you're going to play us out with uh, a song off uh, Darkest Days of the Empire. Can you explain a bit about the song? Yeah. So this song's called um, Sunshine and Infinite Feeling and. Um, it's uh, when you're in a place of complexity um, and you, you get kind of emotionally challenged, um, uh, sometimes you just, you just need to be saved. And that's kind of what it's about. And um, A prescient yeah. song for these times. Then. So thank you very much indeed to Danny and Dan for their time. Visit the website, go on Bandcamp, make their day and buy some of their music, buy all their music. There's... there's Two, two studio albums and a live album out there. Go and get them. I plead with you, please support your local bands. Danny, thanks much indeed. And here is Sunshine and the Infinite Feeling. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having us. You've gone away again. My heart is a hunter, a killer for the score You know I've heard it all before And no one compares Now it doesn't matter anymore Just bring me sunshine Second of silence wears me out. Well, you could be criminal, or you could be sainted. It doesn't matter.